at you. If there's a couple that it should happen with, it's us. It is. So <laughs> listen, uh, we're. we're like, wait, gonna, why am I the one who's getting ducked? So we're doing. Listen, duck you, Angela. No, yeah. why are you D- ducking D- me? D U C T or? Why did you just say duck you, Angela? <laughs> why did See? you say that? Get him. I so I just want you guys to know that we are live right now, recording. Oh, not and live. I, yeah. Not live. And, I said uh, why is my my thing weird? We've got uh, two very special guests. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> No. Are we recording? So yes, we are here. recording. Red. Okay. It's red. It's red now. Sweet. So Vaughn, please tell everybody exactly what just happened to our podcast. <laughs> so uh, everyone that you're listening, that's listening right now, we actually just recorded about 40 minutes of an amazing <laughs> podcast with our... No, we did not. Oh. We attempted to record. No, yeah, it was actually nothing recording with our friends, Nicole and Brandon Wells from Wells Coffee. <laughs> now, is that button with, to be red or With green? that said... <laughs> oh, are we going to do that again? Yeah, so Let's you know what? It. Let's do it. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Dugan and Dame, featuring entrepreneurial husband and wife team, Vaughn and Angela Dugan, as they share their candid and unscripted adventures, challenges, and lessons learned along their journey in business, life, and love. This is Dugan and Dame. Oh, and Dame man. And and Angela Dugan. Take two yeah. with the Wells family. <laughs> Take two, episode four. I, or five. I don't even know anymore. I'm better the second time around. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, no, just seriously, said. we're good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what's up, everybody? Welcome to the fourth episode of Dugan and Dame. Uh, we are super excited because uh, when Angela and I started this podcast idea, we said that we wanted to feature other friends and couples that we know that are in this kind of business journey together. Um, it's an interesting dynamic. Um, and who better for our first couples episode than Brandon and Nicole Wells from Wells Coffee. What's up, guys? What's Hello. happening? Hello. <laughs> Did you do that twice for a reason, Nicole? Are you messing with Hello. me now? I have had two shots of tequila. <laughs> no, it's seriously, you guys, uh, listen, for those of you tuning in, this is going to be the best podcast you've ever heard. It already ever. is. Ever. Uh, so, so anyway, so yeah, we just recorded about 40 minutes and the conversation was deep. It was awesome. Crying. Um, I mean, we were crying. Yeah. We were like, we we're laughing. We we're high fiving <laughs> each other. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's so, such a beautiful thing. I mean, it really is. I so, mean, seriously, it's 2020. What it, the hell else is supposed to happen? Yeah, you, know? you, you actually got a point there. If we can make it through this year and 2017, <laughs> we make it through this day. We're yeah. doing we'll, we'll be talking a lot about 2017. So, by the way, if, if you're drinking with us right now, we're drinking Danos Tequila. Again, um, so still not a sponsor, but Danos, if you're listening, you yeah. probably should sponsor. Us. You absolutely. Yeah. Should. So, if you hear us say 2017, please do a shot with us. Yes, um, that was a hellish year. Hellish. So let's dive right in. So, do it. Uh, Brandon and Nicole Wells, Wells Coffee. Um, it all started with sipping on coffee with Grandma. Yeah. Why don't you tell us that story, Brennan? Mama BB. Mama BB. She's uh, from South Carolina okay. originally, so she's called Mama BB. That's the only reason that sounds okay. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think in Florida that would sound okay. I, I don't know. Certain I mean, parts. Certain parts. Maybe Jacksonville. Central Florida. Yes. I don't know. Central. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. But Mama BB knew what it meant to have um, a well-appointed cup of coffee even though her coffee was absolutely terrible she knew what it meant to have like well-appointed coffee cups she knew what it meant to like 
hey, this is a moment that matters. Let's sit down and have a drink. And so one of our best-selling blends to this day is affectionately known as BB. And now we know where that comes from. Yes. Dig it. Not to be confused with breakfast blend. It is not breakfast blend. Nope. Do you have a breakfast blend? That's it. BB can can also be your breakfast blend, but do not get It's not breakfast blend, but it's breakfast blend. Dual purpose coffee. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, God. This is great. (laughs) I need a sip of tequila. (laughs) Okay. So it started with that moment, but expand on that moment, how that, like, it doesn't all of a sudden, poof, I had this great moment with grandma. I now want to start my own. Yeah, you, were, you weren't like, oh, grandma oh, has phenomenal saying. coffee. I need to get into the coffee business. Yeah, in fact, she has terrible coffee. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what it was at that Vultures. time. And to this day, maybe something like in the that. red plastic. Yeah, it was, it was, Tin. yeah, it was not a, it was not a well-chosen coffee, but, well-chosen coffee, but, um, <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I have that she, sound effect on here somewhere. Is You'll that press the wrong team, button. Don't yeah. press button. Don't do it. Do not no. touch anything. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to have to do this for a third time. But, but, was, but what if we did? Wait, did you uh, did you get back into coffee after Grateful Dead? Or <laughs> so what is this about Grateful Dead? Do yeah. tell. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm serious. Honestly, like, it was it was post Grateful Dead. I mean, I remember being out in high treatment in for grade. drugs at 17. Okay. That just, I just said that on the air. Wait, uh, you were? I was in, I was in treatment for drugs at 17. And I remember like putting my cigarettes behind the ashtray where we like the loading dock at the treatment center where I was for 30 days. And uh, one of my counselors was like, that's addict behavior, hiding your cigarettes. Um, You're an addict. Yeah. No, I'm just trying to get you not to judge me. No, I, I can't. I can't. I wouldn't. I would never. But I, I, I really remember um, at that time uh, being interested in quality things. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. We went from quality, quality drugs yeah. to, you know, 12 ounces of coffee. Absolutely. Ounces. And we knew I, all about that. Fast forward. I think, you, I think many of us do. Hmm. Yeah. Wait, the drugs or the coffee? Yes, I'm all of it. I'm so confused. No, I, just, I relate. You know, I... I Get it. Go ahead. Quality is super important. And I think that's actually what was the genesis for Wells Coffee is how do you have a genuinely delicious cup of coffee? Well, it can't happen unless you're roasting it fresh. And I'm roasting coffee on my own now. My grandmother, yes, has introduced me to the ritual. But like how what if that ritual was combined with a delicious cup of coffee, right? Not just a mediocre one. Where were you living at the time? Was this in? That would have been uh, w- when I when I had the cup with Grandma, yep. South Carolina. Do you want us to talk in our South Carolina accents? Because we can. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I talk to Tete, I suddenly go into my accent. Who is Tete? Tete's the Brandon's mom. Yeah. But we don't really have an accent, but really South Carolina's our home. Like that's what we consider home even though we've been in for- Florida for 20 years. Almost 16, yeah. 17. It has just recently become even in Fort Lauderdale just recently we've been like, okay, this feels more like home. Just recently, but it took a solid 15 years. I have to say when Vaughn talks to anybody from Boston, all of a sudden I'm like, "Oh, there it is." Right. Boston <laughs> accent's coming out. Thick. Yeah. No, I'll be 
not from Boston. Yeah. No, I'm, I mean, I'm from Newport, Rhode Island, still, which which the accent in that neck of the woods is worse than Boston. A, it's even a different accent, but your yeah. Boston accent. But the yeah. Boston accent. <laughs> no, I like, I kind of don't really have an accent, but then when I'm talking to his mom every time, he's just like, because I'm like, okay, bye-bye, bye-bye. Who are you? I don't even know you anymore. Yeah, I see you guys pulled up in your car. Right yeah, out exactly. Pick a beer. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was never that bad. It was a cat. Yeah, it was a cat. Wicked. I mean, <laughs> I remember we we were married in our early 20s. So, I mean, people meet us and they're like, okay, did you have your first kid when you were 12? And I'm, no, we didn't. We we were married in our 20s and that's kind of, I mean, that no, seems that's early. It's not even that. Well, I'm from Oklahoma. You get married when you're still, in, or you get married and have a kid when you're right. still in high school. Like. Yeah. Okay. Com- okay. So, um, but you guys. I was waiting look- for the punchline, and I'm looking. She's like, "No, she's serious." No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you it's guys true. look so young. That's how it is in South Carolina. It's like, okay, you're 18. You're going to be married yeah. next no, year. That's, you know, that's, that's a that's a Midwest it's a thing. thing too. Yeah. So, so just to make a connection, Nicole and Angela are both from Oklahoma. Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plane. I am not jumping oh, in on this. I can swing. I can Harmonize, swing. Angela. Yes, so sweet, and the and the weather on the plane. Oh my God! We know we belong to the land. Yes, sir. And the land we belong to is grand. So when, so when we, we say, say yay, yay, we're only saying you're doing fine, Oklahoma. Okay. All right, we I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. The Nicole. podcast is over. Seriously. <laughs> no, so I mean, good. we are. Take five. <laughs> and anybody who was listening has now dropped off. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, we seriously, we lived in Texas, so whenever we would go to Oklahoma, because that's where all my other family lived, every time we crossed the river. You have to sing that song. We would be, like, dead asleep in a van. This is my childhood, with no seats. Like, there were no seats in the back. So my parents, oh my God, like, Spread like Cargo blankets, van. like we were like rolling <laughs> yeah. around with our headphones in. You know, we're like, "This is great, mom, dad." And every time we would cross over the river, I mean, we could be dead asleep, and my dad and mom would be like, "Oh, the wind," and we were like, "Oh my god!" So we I'm, didn't have. The I'm van, impressed by her voice, though. We had a She's truck a with singer. a camper, yeah, and then really where is. the the truck, the top of the truck bed, and the camper met, yeah. there was this plywood board, and my parents bought this really thin mattress. Yeah, and they put it on the plywood board. So my brother and I would just like you couldn't set up, but you lay down back there. Yeah, and we'd like read books. I mean, seatbelts. What no, the heck no, are those? No. Like, did be? I it's mean, I did not. Like, I don't We're think I. Here, I did off. not wear a seatbelt my entire childhood. I just rolled in the back, yeah. fell asleep. You turn a corner, you roll. <laughs> my my dad was like, we were like driving through the mountains of Colorado, like hanging off the edge, like about to die. And he's like, "We're good," you know. And that's great. Uh, so back to what has nothing to do with coffee. No, it has but, everything oh, to you, do Angela. with it. I love Angela. I, I, no, but I love this because it's honestly the uh, the big part of this podcast was was not business is important. That's what started this, but it was like there's so much more that goes along with it, mm-hmm. which is like our like look we're we're all normal people. Yeah. Uh, or but are we? Yeah. Well, no. I, I'd have to agree, but I, that's the part that I want to hear that we're not normal. Like we're we're far from it, and we've right. got crazy pasts, and yeah, we've and done crazy things, and, and like this is where look where we're at now, and. 
Like the, the intention of doing this as well with other couples who have started their own business is, is to have these laughs like, and is share these journeys. And it's not, it's not like well, you go to business school and this is the way you do Like we all know that that doesn't work. Or at least if you're in any sort of industry at all, you know that it doesn't work. So Absolutely our, not. our purpose was like, what makes you, why do you work together? Some couples work together. Great. A lot of couples don't. But, a a lot then, of couples can barely make it through marriage because right. that's hard enough as it is. Yeah. Well, I will say, and I mean, we didn't say this earlier, but I mean, honestly, like when- Is that we, take one or take two you're talking about? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> does anybody even know? Yeah, you're right. That's on. true. This is um, first take. <laughs> what are, uh, yeah, we didn't do this before. Um, <laughs> but like truly, when we got married, we were both musicians. So I was a singer. He he played the guitar. And so- Me, obviously not so much by my <laughs> singing. I mean, I'm sure you Your could tell were when really I was singing good. Oklahoma. Really <laughs> Although at the Dubliner, when I was doing like, I mean, because I freaking love karaoke. doing karaoke. <laughs> and people are like, well, of course, because you're a good singer. And I'm like, no, no, no. When I'm doing karaoke, I'm choosing like Beyonce. I mean, people that I would never sound like, but it's just super fun. But awesome. yeah, I mean, we, we kind of have always been together, you know, like in whatever we're doing. And so I think that that in some ways kind of naturally fell into what we did with coffee. But he, you know, he went from mama BB to marrying me. And then when we were married, I, all I remember like from the very beginning of our marriage was him being extremely, um, extremely into coffee. And for me, I was just kind of like, that's cool because I get good coffee every morning. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't complain. He's like, I'm ordering my coffee from California. And I'm like, whatever, dude. Like, where, where were you too. ordering your coffee from early on? Pete's Coffee. Really? Oh, yeah, Pete's. Pete's. No Before shit. They yes. Were. Yeah. Before they were in the fresh market. Was there even internet Wait, then? So let me ask a question. Didn't Pete's, and I don't know, but didn't Pete's at some point have something to do with Starbucks? Wasn't there a connection somewhere? Intelligentsia, I think. The okay. same holding company that owns Intelligentsia owns Pete's. Okay. Not Starbucks. Starbucks, okay. But no, no, no. There is a connection between Pete's and Starbucks. Alfred Pete was the original roaster, uh, roaster, Something. or or at least pioneer of Pete's coffee. We gotcha. will put that in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Please. Let's look that up. It's in there. Yeah. No, and it's it's interesting because so when I started Pizza Fusion in two thousand and seven. Six. Six. Wow. Two thousand six. You hired me in two thousand seven. So we were we we grew quickly. Uh, it expanded. Rapidly, one of the places we expanded to was Seattle, and we were so excited because that's where Starbucks started. And and when oh, you but who did we fall in love with in Seattle? Stumptown. Mm. Yeah, mm. good call. Yeah. So. <gasps> yeah. So so I I I I had the occasion in Seattle of meeting this guy who was who was kind of in the corner on the rooftop terrace of this. Uh, building where the specialty coffee association was having their expo. Okay. I saw this guy in the corner. He's like, this guy's freaking out. I got to know who, th wait, wait, does he have a tattoo? That's Dwayne Sorensen, the founder of Stumptown coffee. Yep. We got to go talk to him. And the next thing you know, the guy was in our Uber. No way. Yeah. Totally cool. He's a, he's a great guy Are, and a real pioneer in the spa, specialty coffee industry. Absolutely. How awesome is it, though, when you meet somebody like that, that you, you and you, we talked about mentors that you don't even know. So in our last episode, we were like, most of our mentors we've are people met. we've never met. <clears throat> so when you actually get the opportunity to meet somebody that you admire 
especially within your industry, like, you know, there's a lot of people that we look up to that are marketing people that we listen to podcasts of and blah, blah, blah. But like when you actually meet somebody else in your space doing what you want to do, your wife becomes nothing yep. at that point yep. because I was at the expo with him and he sees Dwayne Sorensen in the corner and he's like, oh my God. And like, I don't know, like, I, cause I'm the bookkeeper, right? Like, I'm just like, I'm trying to help you with all this. And this has been a really helpful expo because I'm, I'm learning and I'm growing and yep. I love knowledge. Like I just love education. Well, didn't and you get certified like the, the, yes. So that's another part of it that the Q grader yeah. certification. Yeah. So I went after that. I, I went to Portland so we can get to that. But when we were at this expo and he saw, I mean, they like hit it off really well. And then they just like, he would have been like, peace out, Nicole, like I'll see you at the hotel. Like I'm going to go hang out with Dwayne. And that's kind of so almost what happened. It sounds like Dwayne's a cool dude. He's a super He's cool dude. But how, how cool is that though? To me, like I've met people that I was like, oh my God, I've fanboyed out. And then they're the biggest asshole in the oh, world. Oh wow! He's, yeah. he's a super down to earth guy, especially point, on LSD. Sold. Yeah. Cause he was he on LSD that night. At that point. Is it cool that everyone knows that now? Because they're going to know that now. Because <laughs> they're going to know. No, no he, he had sold it for $58 million. $58 million. Stumptown. Stumptown. Because mm -hmm. he found That's it. what I'm told. Because he was the founder of Stumptown. Karen, and, uh, you can fact check this. Okay. Yeah, Karen. Go, Karen. Karen, <laughs> can you go fact check? Thank you so much. We'll, we'll like have to get back on that. But. Yeah. It's so true. But he was a super cool guy. He was fun. He was all that you would expect yep. the pioneer of a major coffee, specialty coffee brand to be. So my experience with Stumptown, I was in Seattle. Um, I had met our franchisee at the time. It was before we even opened, and we were stumbling around Seattle. Oh, I have a Stumptown story after you. Oh, do you? Mm -hmm. Great. I hope it's not with Dwayne. Do tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you meet Dwayne too? Yeah, that's actually where I gave my notice to Randy. Oh. Well, be, so let, real quick, I found Stumptown on accident. I was looking for something to do while I was kind of exploring Seattle for the first time in my life. And we were walking by like one in the afternoon and there was this really cool coffee shop and it was a Stumptown coffee shop. And there was a chalkboard sign outside and it was like, something about cupping at whatever time it was. And I was mm -hmm. like, not sure what that is, but I should probably go do this. Cause I'm in Seattle. And when you're in Seattle, go cup some coffee. Absolutely. Yeah. So it was my first real true experience with co real coffee. Like, you know, I'm from the Northeast. I'm a, I was a big Dunkin' Donuts guy because I'm from new England. Yep. And that's all we knew. Again, I'm 50 close to it. Not yet. Uh, no not way. yet, but I'm close no to way. it. Yep. And, uh, Come down here, you know, to your point, we were talking earlier and that, you know, there's a huge void for quality coffee when you started Wells Coffee down here. We're going to talk about that in a second, I'm sure. Um, wow, it's like I can see it's into the so future. so not important. I can, really. see into the, I can see into the future. I'm like, we're talking about I know exactly so much. what we're going to say. No, I know. But, but no, but this is important, though, I think, because yeah, like, yeah, I, no, I, I, I didn't know that there was such a thing as good coffee. Mm. it meant nothing to me. And I was like, what are you guys doing with spoons and these bowls of coffee? <laughs> but it was, I had a whole new appreciation for coffee and Stumptown was where I got it started. That's where it started yeah. for me. Okay. I have to piggyback because for this sure. actually ties into your like purpose and your drive behind the whole um, meaning behind coffee more than just a beverage. Because whenever 
So Vaughn and I, he hired me. We were working together, and we had decided that we were going to out. Well, I decided that we were going to out our relationship. Um, because nobody Let the people knew know. Yep. <laughs> he was so pissed. I was. I was so mad. <laughs> but he, like, I'm like, I can't keep doing this. Give me, give me the, the the green light to go. So my boss in the company, who was my partner. <clears throat> came mm. to Seattle, which was the, the location that I was opening. And I, and we'd already decided that I was going to quit. So not only was I going to be like, oh, hey, I'm I'm dating Vaughn, but I'm <laughs> quitting my job. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, he came into the restaurant. I was like, Randy, can I talk to you? He's like, yeah. I was like, let's go have a cup of coffee. And we went to Stumptown and mm-hmm. I sat him down and I was like, so I'm quitting. I can't do this anymore. I'll give you through like two more months through the end of January. Oh, and by the way, I'm dating Vaughn. Yeah, and so that was like, but it was that, but it's like it was over coffee, and it was like that experience, and it ended up being a beautiful experience that we're now married and have a kid and started business and life is good. Mm -hmm. But it's like that kind of goes behind that whole premise. No, I love it. I mean, I love. I actually, I mean, I make fun of it, but I loved that moment honestly because, you know, I mean this this is Brandon's passion, you know, and so for him, I mean, when he was like, "That's Dwayne Sorensen," I mean, I didn't. I didn't know who that was because this wasn't, I wasn't in that world. Like, I mean, I, I just, I, that wasn't my hobby. It wasn't my thing and that he knew it and that he knew the background and that he was so passionate about it. And I mean, even meeting Dwayne, it was just like, I I loved seeing that that whole time. Just like, oh my gosh. Okay. He's, this is his zone. Like he loves this stuff. And, and honestly to this day, I, I mean, for as hard as it's been, I would never, ever, ever go back to what it, you know, what life was before this. Because before he 2017. Is, yeah. Before <laughs> 2017 Tequila. was hard. Yeah. I mean, Tequila. Yeah. Oh, oh here. here we go. Yeah. Tequila. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't think, I mean, when you're working together with your spouse, I think you're going to have a 2017. I just think you kind of have to know that you're going to have, oh, shoot. Have to drink I again. Said, yeah. that, you said that but, so well. well. I don't play drinking games. I don't even know what's happening right now. 2017. This is beer. Yeah. Tequila Paul. <laughs> but yeah. I think it's so important also that you're, that, that support is there because I think that's the miss on a lot of couples that are trying to start business together that, that don't succeed mm-hmm. because it's, it can be very egocentric. This is what is working for me and this is what I want to do. But like, you have to bring the other along with you, yeah. you know, you Ta- have to support them and you see things that make them glow. And you're like, all right, this is your moment, you know, and I'm going to support this. Or even for us, like if you just dis- have disagreements, I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but you have disagreements and then it's like, well, who does this matter more to, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like that support. Mm-hmm. So was this a mutual, like, was it a group decision over here in the Wells household or was it sort of like Brandon came home one day and he's like, honey, we're starting a coffee company. No, it was mutual because of that, because I was like, you, you're happier. And, and I mean, selfishly. You're so much nicer than I am. Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, selfishly for me, I mean, no, I wasn't like, you know, I mean, I definitely, you know, pushed him and questioned him and like, okay, we got to make sure we can pay our bills. I probably made him not made him, but we endured longer in what he did not like just because of like, okay, we are, we have to support a family of five, you know, I mean, there's three kids and whatever. And they were in school at that time, like elementary school, middle school. So that's a factor. So in 2017, when we actually quit what he had been doing for 20 years vocationally, and it was like, okay, that decision of, are we going to go into this full time 
you know, and just bet the farm on it in 2017, it was like, well, we also have three kids. I know I've said that. Like so we've had eight hundred shots because yeah. I've said two thousand seven. Eight hundred. But I, I think at that point it was like it was it was August of that year. Mm. <laughs> Which year well, that? well played, Nicole. Yeah. yeah, and and we just kind of made decision after decision after decision, and I think that's what made it hard. But it was like okay, we're quitting our vocation of twenty years. We're going into this, and I did support it. I did want it. You know, but then it was, we have three kids, high school, middle school, elementary. We're moving to another city. What are the schools like? We can't afford private school. You were in Orlando at the time? This was when we were moving from Boca. Boca Oh, gotcha, gotcha, sorry. Yeah, so when we were moving from Boca, where we were at the seed, did we talk about the seed? No. Okay, let's go back. Yeah. We're going to get there, actually. I'm going to talk about that. So we'll go ahead. Finish finish this little thing about... Bested loop. It'll all... Okay. Let me think about how to, like, round this out. So you got three kids. Three kids. moving. We're moving. High school, middle school, elementary. Don't know anything about the schools in Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. That would be... Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. In Fort Lauderdale. Um, they had been in a private school. I did not know anything about the schools in Fort Lauderdale at, at that time. And it was August. So it wasn't like I could do a lot of research and figure all this out for those. I mean, it would be a different high school, middle school and elementary school. So I started homeschooling in 2017. Oh, wow. So that was the big kind of like, okay, now we're adding Wait, you're starting a whole new business. Yes. While not having any time away from your girls, essentially. Like they're now with you guys. All the time. No, so when we moved to Fort Lauderdale, it was the wells are the like together all the time. Now, are they still homeschooled? (laughs) Yes. Girl, we're going to have to talk later. I know. We're good. We're, that's our plans for Basil. <laughs> yeah, too, we so, want, we're yeah. doing the same thing. Oh, oh my God. Yep. I, yeah. Yeah. So well, we're she's good we're, at what she does. Yeah. Listen, this true. podcast is awesome, but we're becoming closer friends. <laughs> yes. I mean, so we, we broke out. We, we knew this getting into this, by the way. We were like, yeah. we're, this is going to be good. I mean, so do you want to rewind to the seed right now? Well, actually, yeah, even better. So we talked about like whether this was a joint decision, right? Was this a group effort? Was this something you guys sat down and had like at the couch over dinner? Um, was there a business plan? How did you get started from the time that you guys kind of knew this is something that you really wanted to go beyond burning down your living room? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like burn it down. Didn't you you almost burn your living room down? We we almost burnt our living room down. That was our first roaster. Yeah. I got a machine that I thought I can do more roasting on this machine than I have done on any machine. Was it really in your living room? It, it, was it was our, our kitchen. It was our kitchen. It was because our kitchen. he started on a popcorn machine. That's what he was. He told me that. Coffee. I remember that. Oh, that's yeah. What you yeah. So he was like, "This popcorn machine. Now I'm going to move to this home roaster that looked. It looked like a big People toaster love oven. It. Toaster oven. But then he almost burned their house down. My first roast on the new machine was one where, yeah, it was set ablaze. It, it, it was yeah. <laughs> we, we we were the first the, one. The business was on fire from day one. Hey guys, if you see flames, if you see flames in your oven, seriously, I'm about to save your life. 
If you see flames in your oven, Shut do the not door. open the door. Yes. I mean, you're literally <laughs> public service announcement for the oxygenating <laughs> that and you're making it worse. So keep the door shut. But Brandon, open the door and we'll set our house on Yeah, there. when you when you haven't graduated from high school, you don't know. That's 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 the that's the subtext <laughs> is that, here. Is that what they you, teach you your senior you year? You don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like your junior year, year, you don't you, know. You, you guys remember in your junior year when you learned how to not set the house on fire? Brandon was falling. Following the Grateful Dead that year, so he doesn't know. I had no idea. I had no idea you shouldn't open the door and introduce oxygen, and the flame would grow. Okay, and there's a lot of those Everybody stories. Everybody listening now definitely knows that. There's a Absolutely. lot of those stories, and here's the deal: don't drop out of high school. Don't. You should stay. Stay in school. In high school. Seriously, that's not a joke. But that's- yeah, I charred the inside of our newly minted coffee roasting machine that was going to be uh, the right machine for the kind of scale that Did we wanted to do. Did you destroy the you know, machine? I didn't. I didn't. I thought it I thought it was over. I mean, I was having a panic attack and thinking, like, this is the end. Like, we just he's started. He's a one on the Enneagram, I'm which is on... the personality test. I yeah. So, question. Was this, was this the roaster that you had a, a kind of a friend invest in you guys? Was no, this? that was not the one. Not yet. That was the one that I bought. Because this was a toaster oven style. Yes, yeah, toaster yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, it was like $17,000. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. So, at least, at least you're burning your own house down with your own money. Yeah. Yeah. And we were renting, so at least it wasn't our own. <laughs> So yep. thank God we were renting. You'll never be able to rent again in your life, by the never. way. Okay. Colleen, never. we love you and we love our house right now. It was a really great house. This house is on fire. <laughs> this house was on fire. Uh, this is awesome. <laughs> Thanks for having us, guys. No, seriously, yeah. you guys should still listen to this podcast. I swear. <laughs> I know that. I mean, I hope we're not ruining it. That, that Honestly, that was the wrong We wouldn't roaster. want this any other way. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. This was the right roaster for that stage. Okay. But it took a for Kickstarter. Christmas yeah, for Christmas coffee, for gifts for friends. But it took a Kickstarter to get the right machine to roast at the scale that we wanted Boot to. Coffee. What, what made you decide to go from burning your house down? What was so to- what no, real quick. So so you were you were started with grandma. You guys were ritualistically sipping coffee. And it was that experience of you. It was the experience. It had nothing to do with the beverage. Right. It was really just that in that moment with somebody that you had a special bond with. And that turned into a hobby. Correct. Which turned into like free Christmas gifts for every aunt, uncle, mom, dad, whoever. You know, they all got, you know, the coffee that, mm-hmm. you know, soon to be famous Wells Coffee. And then at what point was that a business? When did it go from there to I want this to be a business? Boot coffee. Boot coffee was definitely the point at which what, what things is, changed. What's boot coffee? So boot coffee was this, uh, I don't know if it's like an organization or what, but like a, a training facility for coffee I just professionals. Marked, I marked that moment. In um, California, Mill, Mill Valley, California, to, okay. be, to be exact. So it's legitimately like a boot camp for it coffee. Is, it is a boot camp for, for coffee. For roasting coffee, right? Okay. It, yeah, it was roasting and it was cupping protocols. I think the class that I took was cupping protocols and introductory to roasting mm-hmm. or introduction. And uh, when I came back from that class, things were different than they were before. Yeah, I mean, that that was when, when he, so that was... 2014, no, 2015, he had gone to Boot Coffee and 
when came he home came a changed back. man. Yeah. No, he came back and it was kind of like, okay, this is the real deal. This is going to happen yep. because he's so different. I mean, he was so much more passionate. It was, it kind of confirmed everything for him. So once he was in Mill Valley and he was around other people in the industry and he was introduced to, to coffee and green coffee and sourcing and roasting. And it just for him opened up this world of like, Oh my God, there's so much you can. Were you out there with him when he did this or were you back home? No, I was taking care of the children. Okay. So (laughs) I have a a question. Somebody has to take care of them. I forget about that sometimes. (laughs) Thank God my wife reminds me. Um, So were you like touching base with her all weekend? Like, Holy shit. Like my brain is going to explode because I'm, I'm having the time of my life right now. Yeah. I mean, I was jealous because he, I mean, I, I swear I thought he was going to stay in Mill Valley. (laughs) California is where we're supposed to live. Yeah. I mean, he was like, Oh my God, you have to come out here. It's so beautiful. He's like, I'm learning so much. And I mean, it wasn't like, unlike an experience I had in Portland when I left him with all the kids, not, I mean, it was just a couple of years later that I got my Q grader license for, you know, and I kind of was like, I'm, I don't even, it's so weird to think about that time because it's like, you guys know, I mean, when you're an entrepreneur, I just, I mean, it just feels like you are going a hundred miles a minute. I mean, you're going so fast and you kind of have to be very purposeful about slowing down. That's what drink deeply is for us. You know, it's kind of being intentional about really being in the moment, um, with your kids and with your husband whatever. Um, and but it's, it's also I just, just love that. I love that saying. Drink deeply. Drink deeply. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you just it's have fantastic. to, yeah, you have to be in it. But as an entrepreneur, you also know that like, and he keeps me aware that like, I mean, he has like 20 new ideas every week, you know, which is a visionary. My husband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need I a mean, new trucker. But yeah. you need I that do. because. No, <laughs> no I, I actually no, do. I mean, wait, hold on. Well, actually, you do because I don't think you have a Wells Coffee one, do you? Yeah, no, you need a not, hat. I need his help with some new Dugan and Dame. We do. No, oh, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. We actually do need some new Dugan so and Dame. So he's like merch. merch. Like he loves, I mean, I kind of was like, do you need to open a clothing company? Yeah. <laughs> like this is kind of crazy. <laughs> But it's a I, brand, babe. It's a brand. It's a brand. <laughs> oh. Sounds familiar. And honestly, I mean, that's what's that's what's helped the most is just kind of, you know, going back and forth between those things. And then I don't know what I'm going to say next. I so love you. Okay. <laughs> With all he's, my heart. He's going to finish your words for you. <laughs> yeah. We, we, try, we try to do that sometimes. So boot coffee was kind of when we... We that were was like, like, this your is it. Factor. And then that was in 2015. That was when he came back from that. We had a really, really great friend who was wanting to invest in, in really in Brandon. I mean, he, Brandon had a great relationship with this guy and he had the money, but this guy was just, you know, really saw something here. And so he was an angel investor and helped us get our first roaster which is what we had in the summer of 2015, not knowing what, like we couldn't do that in our garage. It was a production roaster. So we knew we couldn't set that up in our garage in our neighborhood. Right. And that's when we met the girls from the seed. And that's when that kind of was like, well, we have a place for you. How roaster. did you meet them? Like how did well, that hold on, uh, okay, if I could, yeah. if I could Sorry. really quick, no, no, I just, like, I, I'm trying to, Pull out some of these business tid, uh, yeah. tidbits, bid tits, nuggets, bid tits. Oops. Bid tits. I can't nuggets. say that. No. So, so you have, you had this angel investor. 
Yeah. Um, a lot of people that are starting up businesses, that's one of the first things they all ask is like, how did you find the investor? So was this kind of a friend that was there like at that part of the journey at the right time? Or did you have a business plan that you put together and you knocked on someone's door? This guy said, you need a business plan. Okay. Yeah. We did not have one. We had, yeah. we did not have one, and you need to know how this, like, you're going to architect this business. So basically, okay. they put it out into the universe, and the universe goes, "Here, you two. Yeah, yeah. What I will say after is putting together a business plan. This, <laughs> this, I mean, yeah. what we've learned so much in life. I mean, we're all like humans. We're all on this journey together, and so. Really, it's about relationship. And so Brandon, Brandon already had a relationship with this particular individual who also happened to be an incredible businessman. And he had already built a business and sold it. And so he was even a mentor and advisor to Brandon. So when all this was happening, it was like he was able to see this you know, fire and this light in Brandon, and he was able to kind of guide him so I feel like an angel investor is a lot of times somebody who really just knows you yep. and really believes in you, really be, um, believes that what you're dreaming up is something that you're actually, that could actually happen and helps you kind of like, cause I mean, literally we were in church ministry for 20 years and in 2017, we, um, we went from 20 years of that to into this whole other industry. So, and I, I don't know if in this particular session, we've talked about the book Late Bloomers, but I want to put that out there again. No, you haven't. What is that For book? anyone in their 40s. I mean, I just feel like this is so, I'm, I think we live in a culture that um, idolizes, praises, whatever, the, 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 success of, um, you know, just being successful in your twenties, you know, and I think that that absolutely can happen. I think that there are people in their twenties who are way beyond their years and who can, who can make that happen. But I think when you're in your forties and your fifties and your sixties, I just think that there are still dreams that you have that can come to fruition and you should never, ever give up on those dreams because I mean, we were in a totally different vocation and switched it over in that year. And it was hard. I mean, there's not, it's not easy, but when you know that it's what you're passionate about, that's kind of what drives you, you know yep. I mean? Yeah. You're up at night, you know, you're kind of like wanting to throw up and like cry in the corner of the shower. I'm mean, not <laughs> like that. Happen. <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> that but, never happened. But I, like one of the quotes that always resonates with me is Carl Jung, who says life begins at 40. Everything mm. before that is just research. It's so good. And I'm like, yeah, I like that. It's so good. It, it, it's so true. I, and listen, for any of the 20 something out there, it's like twofold. If you're doing it and you're happy, then awesome. Yeah, you're keep a, killing it. You're a minority. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you're not Unicorn. and you feel lost, right. just keep digging and keep asking the questions and keep moving forward and keep searching because it's you're still a baby. Absolutely. Yeah. I just, I believe that with every part of my being, I'm like, you know, we're in our, I mean, we're in our mid forties now and I feel like we're still kind of navigating this and we did not go to business school. We did not. I mean, it was like, you learn from the ground up, you know, and that's, hard knocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was hard, you know, but I also, 2017, listen, there, there's, there's certain, <laughs> no, certain, <laughs> do it, <laughs> certain structures that are, that are out there. 
like school, mm. which if you listen to other business people, you know, whether it's, you know, the, Those if you're, people. yeah, if you, whatever podcast you're listening to, you know, there's, there's guys, there's people, there's guys and girls that'll tell you, um, going to school is not always what it's cut out to be. And it's not for everyone. And it doesn't teach everyone the same thing. So for a lot of people, you go through business school, it teaches you how to work well within somebody else's business. Right. And a lot of times people leave business school aspiring to go work for a business, which is weird to me because like for me, if I'm going to school to learn about business, I'm starting my own business. Right. I was that person though, when I was working toward my I I get it. And like I said, like there's, there's, it's, it's not for everyone. It wasn't, it was for me for a minute and then I was done with it. I no, found, but, a, I started my first business when I was in college and it took off and that's where I went. But I think, I think the underlying premise of all of this is that you have to follow your feelings and you have to follow your gut. And if it feels right, that's the right path. Yep. So if like between him and I, I am always in school and always educate. And that's just who like that traditional school is who I am. Not that it anyway, but he is kind of the opposite. He's like, let's get down and dirty and grind through this and mm-hmm. see what comes out. But at the end of the day, it's like, what, what inspires you and what lights your fire? So for me, it's education. And for you, it's like the people and the knocking on the doors. and the Oh my gosh. So yep. They, well, that is I, so simple. I, I learned my way around a balance. <laughs> is that us? Is that you guys Yes. Too? <laughs> yes. I learned my way around a balance sheet by, by doing it. By doing it. Yeah. 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 No but, school taught me how to do yes. that. I learned my way around structuring deals by doing it. And I learned how to, put together really bad deals by getting but screwed that, but that's in what a I few mean. deals. I don't think there's a right way or there are no, but that's, but, you, way, I but think it's like, do what feels right to you. Don't do it because somebody else is telling you. Like, I was going to college to way. start a business and I started a business my second year of college. So guess what I did? I graduated that year mm-hmm. yeah. in my mind. I was going to school mm-hmm. for business. I started a business halfway through school. So I was like, fuck it. Why do I need to be in school? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. go do this business thing. Mm-hmm. And that's where I learned everything. It's the best teacher. Uh, yeah. Sure. I mean, I definitely think experience and, is the best yeah. teacher. And there's a place I'm not knocking school. I'm very involved with, with FAU and, and things mm-hmm. like that. And I, you know, it's, it's not for everyone. Um, I'm going back to school. Mm-hmm. I just registered to go back to FAU. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, when he dropped out of high school in the 11th grade, I don't was at, say that. Okay. But I was, I was, I was a close to straight A student. Like yeah. I took school very seriously. I loved it. I was all about my senior year. I was like, this is it. This is awesome. I'm going to college. I was like planning that out, went to college, knew, you know, knew my major, Ended up switching my major, my minor. I mean, it's actually what has helped me with my girls. Now I have, you know, a senior this year. So it's, I love that side of it. I do love the education, but I think what is a great blend is that he has that creativity and that kind of gut feeling. I, I lead more with my heart, you know, and my emotion. He leads more with his gut, you know, and what he feels in his gut, um, there are people who lead more with their head, you know, and their thinking. But um, I just feel like that's been such a great match between us. So he did boot coffee. And then that was in the spring of 2015, I believe. And that's when we got our first production roaster okay. from the angel investor who helped us purchase mm-hmm. that. And then in November of 2015 is when we did the Kickstarter and that was for our and that's what, that's when I met business. that's when I met you guys right when right before you launched it or was it during 
Or was it I right after? It was before because I had been encouraged to like connect with other people who yep. are in business before right. I launched the Kickstarter. Yep. And uh, it was a real moment for me to connect with you. Yep. Somebody who had experienced some success in business and say, hey, this is what we're up to. It's all Instagram, buddy. Do you have anything? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything to say? Yeah. Do you have any help to provide? Yeah, and I, I, I remember those vividly. I, I remember them. I remember. I, I, I wasn't there, and I remember them. I remember you having meetings with him. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed it because I love being around other people that share the same brain. Well, and I think, like, even when we talk about angel investors or not, it comes down to what do people really invest in? They invest in people mm -hmm. right. because a brand is a brand is a brand and anybody can come up with like a cool concept, a cool design, a cool this or that. But it's like Joe is rolling you, over in his you, podcast. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. But do you have the fire behind it? And even yes. Joe yep. has the fire behind us. Correct. So, but it's like, that's what people want to see because it's, that's your longevity. Yep. I agree. I think but, in that moment with you, Bon, I realized like, Hey, this business venture that I'm into is really about somebody believing in what I'm doing. hundred percent. It's like somebody's getting behind what I'm doing. They're, they're invested in the story mm -hmm. and with your support and your encouragement, I was able to gain some ground Aww. in like what I, I wanted that. to go after. And, and you, uh, and I'm not trying to try to pay it back really quick, but like the one thing when I met you, uh, a, your brand was so tight. And when you were showing me some mock-ups of, I think you had a mug, I think you had a trucker hat and these are all like uh, rewards for your Kickstarter campaign, Merch. Um, Merch. which were important to your Kickstarter success, I think. Um, you were, and I hate, I actually loathe when people sort of fake it till you make it. Yeah. Uh, I don't like hearing that. I don't like say, cause it's, it, it, it's, it's not even the case at all. You knew, like you had a vision for this whole brand. And again, we like, we talk about branding a lot. Branding so important because it goes way beyond the product. It goes way beyond the beverage. It's the story and people buy into the story and the hat is as much a part of that story. Let me bring Nicole back here. Um, we're talking Hello. about, we're talking about hats. I've um, been here the whole time. <laughs> um, so no, it's, it, it, and, and I was so impressed by how put together the brand was. I was like, wait, you're, you haven't even started yet. And that's what I bought into. So I, that first meeting with you, I bought into you. I was, I was emotionally invested in you. I mean, I was like, this is a good guy. Like, this is someone I want to talk to again. Um, whether it's to do with your business or not, I want to see you succeed. You've got a cheerleader now. And I was like, these are the kind of people that you want to go into business with. And that's kind of what we always, I'll say it again. Like there's no bad business with good people mm -hmm. and this is a good person. Mm -hmm. And then I met you and then it was like, these people have to win. Well, and that's why we wanted you guys to be our first couple. Yes. Oh, you're so kind. So you have, oh you have God. this, you have this Kickstarter <laughs> campaign and, it, and, and the video is like, I felt like it was a cinematic. I mean, I was like, holy shit, like where'd they get the money for this, this video? <laughs> Kickstarter video? It's yes. amazing yeah. how. Is that what Steven did? No, Brian. Okay, yeah. Brian Anderson. Who is now into film. California and into film. I mean, you know, I, I, he did such a faithful job of like telling our story. Oh, it was great. You know, it's like, how do, how do we make this? It's, it's not going to be okay for this to just be polish. It's got to be human. It's got to be who we are. Yep. It's got to be authentic. It's got to be connected to like our story. And he did such a 
great job of telling that I narrative. Th- I think that's why, you know, um, I don't know if it was in our earlier session <laughs> or the <laughs> session we talked about Starbucks, but mm-hmm. it's like, you know, Starbucks has their thing. But one of the things that Brandon and I always talk about is there's n- there's no other Brandon and Nicole. There's no other Vaughn, don't, don't. you know, and Angela. So there's only so, there you bring something yep. to the world that no one else can bring to the world. I so, actually read that in one of you guys' interviews, and that yeah. so resonated. It's so because- true. So, yeah, there might be other people doing tonics or whatever bitters, and, and there might be no, other people. No, there's not. I sorry, mean, there's sorry. no one sorry. else. There's actually Dugan only, Dugan. if you want bitters, there is only Dugan and Dame. That is the only place you can get it from. But like, yes. I think that's what's helped us even in terms of, I mean, you guys know, I mean, when the competition, I mean, so he's, this is when like personality stuff has been so helpful to me to yep. like learn about like who I am and who he is. He's. He's just definitely, I mean, we, even when it comes to competition, we have like a different view of what that looks like. But I think like, ultimately we just want to stay in our lane. It's like, there's so many other things that are happening and there's definitely people that are in this industry and other people that will open, open coffee shops and other people that will, you know, get interested in things, but there's only one of us and, and that's the soul of a company. And you guys know when you've walked into a restaurant or you've walked into a bar, you've walked into a coffee shop and you're like, something missing. Yep. Yeah. And And it's it's the soul. It's the soul. It is the soul. Yeah. Yeah. And and that soul has everything to do with the vision and what the people are trying to, to accomplish, you know, there. And, and I think a lot of times what ends up happening is you may have a fire, a, a direction, whatever it is that's motivating you, this path you want to go down. But then when you start looking outside of who you are and you start thinking, oh, I need to compete with them and I need mm-hmm. to I need to better them and I need to do this, you start losing yourself. Mm-hmm. And then your business like unravels at the seams instead of, of saying, this is who I am, this mm-hmm. is what I, I'm good at, and this is what I'm going to build on. Absolutely. Stay in your lane, man. So, yeah. so we actually talked about that. I uh, think on almost every episode, it staying in your lane. A big thing with us. Let's go back real quick to restaurants. So, I I attribute the success of Kapow on the heart and soul of the restaurant. So, uh, we're here as couples. We're talking about couples and business. My partner Scott and Rodney, um, you know, are both phenomenal human beings, which is why I wanted to get in business with them. And I, I talk about it a lot too because it's important. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 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 certain things that happen within a dynamic in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And I remember the early days of Kapow, we weren't doing very well. And we like Scott and I were sitting there one day and I, I don't know, we joke around saying, I don't know, were you crying or was I crying? Like we didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> and, and you realize how important that relationship is and having that person next to you. Um, it, it's tough to do that alone. I couldn't imagine doing it alone. So that's why like going through this with Angela, right now with Dugan and Damon, everything else now, because now it's like, she's, she's invested in everything we do now. So it's not only, of course, she's a partner in the restaurant by default. We're married legally. She's, you know, but like everything we do together is like, how can we make this a family affair? Mm -hmm. My thing is like, when you're good, when you guys walk through this together, it's interesting that you've got three kids, you know, our, our son's four a little different. He kind of doesn't really, actually I shouldn't say he knows what's going on. Um, he knows. How, he, knows. How, he is have, critiquing have, my bitters. By have way. you guys, have <laughs> you got, and this is, this is really something I've, I was on my list to ask you guys today. How, what have you learned from your kids hmm. about business or what have you learned from your business that have helped you be better parents? 
Wow, that's such a great question. That's a great question, mm. honey. So good. I mean, first of all, my proudest moments are when my kids walk into the coffee shop and like, we have a coffee shop. Dad, I'm just like, it's so cool. Yeah. I love that. I genuinely love that. But it's 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 bigger than that. I mean, honestly, like at the end of the day, like the moments when it's quiet and Wells Coffee seems to be in the background, what I feel most is like, I want to be a good dad. Mm-hmm. I want to be a good dad to my oldest daughter, my my middle daughter and my youngest daughter. Like at, they're never going to remember Wells Coffee when I'm dead and gone. What they're going to remember is what kind of a what kind of a dad have you been? Are you trying to make us cry? I know. Oh my, really? I mean, seriously, it's so true. All though. you have I to mean, do is talk about our daughters, and we're like, and then <laughs> we were watching a video. What do kids do? I mean, they've been involved in it from the beginning, yeah. but true, like that. Like yeah. I really want them to just feel like. I've parented them well mm-hmm. and I think, I've yeah. equipped them for the world that they're going into. Yeah. Are, are they involved in the business at all? Yeah. So, I mean, we've talked to them about, I mean, we have a 17 and a 15 year old. So the 17 year old, we talked about, you know, being a barista and coming on board and that still could happen this year. I mean, it's hard because we don't want to force them to do things that they don't want to do. Like but desperately. Do you really want to like, you you be, be a barista? All of you, you know, for the I mean, rest of your life, to them, they're kind of, they've lived it. Like I told you in that year that we don't mention anymore, or we will be like yeah. growing up <laughs> in that year when everything went to hell that was a year where it was just kind of like, you know, we're all, we're all in this together. And I think that that like with a family, when you have kids, when you're going into your business and you guys know, I mean, even with your son, it's like, he's just in there with you. Like yeah. you just are it's doing life. this together. Like we tell our girls, we're going to start a coffee roasting company. This is what we're going to doing. We're moving the three of you into a two bedroom apartment and you're all going to live together in this one little bedroom <laughs> in Fort Lauderdale. Happy about it. Yeah, and it's a block away from our shop. You know, I mean, this is what we did in 2000. The space. That year. The space. And we called it the space. <laughs> like, we were like, Dad's going to the space. And we were like, Wait, wait, wait. Your home was the space or the no, coffee shop? No, the coffee shop was, shop the, was space. the space okay. because it wasn't. And then you're calling your home the space. We're not even going to call it a home because it's we're not, not a home. staying it's here. Just right a space. It, it didn't really feel like a home because it was an apartment. So I never like hung anything on the walls. I was kind of like, I know this is a transition. Like this is not, we're not making our home here. So, but the, the coffee shop, when we moved from Boca Raton to Fort Lauderdale and opened our own brick and mortar, you guys know, I mean, it was all in like, and, and and even for business owners, you know, for for partners, for husbands and wives or partners who are going in this together. I mean, you will, you'll have those years where it is just, that's what you live and breathe. You're just in it. You are in it. You are in it. It is like you go to bed, you wake up in the middle of the night, you're thinking about it. I mean, I remember living in this apartment and we had this neon sign. There was a bank across the street. Oh gosh. And I, there was this neon sign. I saw this just, movie. Go ahead. Yeah. Like, it like came into our bedroom at like all night long. So it was never like we were asleep at night. It was like, let's go to bed. But it feels like daylight outside. We financial. Yeah, we financial. And I would just look up and I'd be like, we financial. And it was like two in the morning. And I was like, can we pay rent tomorrow? You know, and I would just, I was filled with anxiety. I mean, I was just like, oh. So what did you do to cope through that? Like, I can't, I, 
I can't imagine because it's not, you're starting a business that mm-hmm. on a wing and a prayer. Mm-hmm. You're well, you you can imagine we've we've had our own new. struggles and yeah, but we've wondering one, whether or not like versus three like it's just like there seems to be a little bit more heaviness there carrying like, two mortgages you know like yeah, one on the one on the office one on the but what did you like I had followed the Grateful Dead and I had connections yeah. <laughs> yeah. but what did you do to cope like what was your mechanism I mean honestly to... like for me. I, I, I personally, I just ended up, I was never an anxious person. So this, I mean, this can kind of dig into a whole nother thing, but like, um, personality wise, he's, he was always the anxious one. I was never the anxious one, but when we started this and when we went into it, I, that was the first time that I have ever, I had ever experienced that first year of us doing this on our own, no more checks in the mail from our full time Gigs, you know, yeah. gigs. I mean, it was like, we are the check in the mail. Like if we're going to get a check in the mail it's to like, it's up to us to make this business happen. And so it was just, and it was just us. And to this day, I mean, we, it's just me and Brandon, we have not partnered with anybody else. And we've had those conversations. And like you said, I mean, you will have those conversations and you will have those opportunities, but you kind of just will realize like, we're not on the same page. Like, this is not where I want to go with this. And that first year, I mean, I think with the anxiety, it was more just like recognizing it. Like, wait, this isn't, I'm not normally an anxious person. Like what the heck is going on here? And then just finding my own way to just kind of some peace and, and realizing like, this is, you know, we just have to take it a day at a time. I mean, literally at that point, I mean, people would be like, oh, the girls are homeschooling, blah, blah, blah. Do you love home? And I was never, I was never, I never, ever woke up and was like, I am going to homeschool my children and they're going to get like this homeschool. I was not a homeschooler. It was more out of, I was like, what I have to send do. them to school, give me the epidural. Like I was never one who was like going to try to do everything natural and wherever, whatever. That's I not to say anything bad about that, but you don't have to disclaimer. <laughs> okay. So, but I just wasn't going to homeschool. And then when this happened, it was like, I don't know where Molly's going to go to high school or Ava's going to go to middle school or Claire's going to go to elementary school. So my background is education. I'm just going to homeschool them. And so I tried it. And I mean, 2017, I think they learned a few things. She said it again. I said it. Shoot. I think we have to for that one. Um, but I think. Welcome we'll, back. Yeah. So, welcome back. Can I, I like, I want to bring this up because our first go round that wasn't actually recorded, it was brought up. And I think it's important because I think it's something that people need to hear and accept and it needs to be normalized. Um, you guys, so you guys went to a therapist mm-hmm. to kind of figure out yourself as a as individuals and as a couple and as business partners. I assume all of the above, but a, a lot of people are shamed. They're still in our society. There is this this almost dark cloud over therapy, yep. over like self help. Like we're supposed we're American. We're supposed mm-hmm. to be strong. We're supposed to figure out our, things on our own. And if we're dealing with any kind of stuff, any kind of stuff, it means we're weak. Mm. And that's so far from the truth. So far from the truth. Which and, is what she's trying to say. It's absolute bullshit. And mm-hmm. and the, the right. strength comes in looking for first off recognizing like, Hey, we could be better or this could be better. And then finding those resources and then 
diving into that and then having the conversation. This is what mm-hmm. we've done and this is what we've been through. So if you don't mind talking about that, because I love that <laughs> the first go around, you guys brought it up and then we haven't had a chance to go there because we laugh um, for anybody who's catching up. The, the whole 2017 thing was that was the big year for you guys, but it was really going through therapy that helped you recognize that that was a pivotal point mm-hmm. in your life. So if, so you, if you thought that, 2020 was bad, let's talk about 2017. Yeah. So let's Good talk God. About, about like... <laughs> I'm going to have a sip. Like yeah. how you got there. Why I did you say decided to, why did you decide to go to therapy? And then, and then like your outcome from that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I, yeah, no, I mean, I think 2017, basically when we refer to that year, it was the year that Brandon quit his full-time vocation of 20 years. So it was like all we knew for with health insurance, years, with health insurance, with the girls schooling, like their private schooling was paid for Everything was like kind of locked up in a box and it was, it was awesome. And we had decided actually this is not enough. Like having a paycheck and it's good and having the girls in school and it's good is just not enough because we are not, we're not happy in what we're doing. Like this isn't, um, we're not flourishing and not like it's all about us, but we really felt like. But it is because as parents, you're role model, you're, you are role models to your children. And if you are not thriving and if you're not setting that example of I'm doing things that make me happy, how can you ever expect your children right. to follow their own path? Right. And so we ended up, you know, kind of taking that. And that was when we moved to Fort Lauderdale. We were in Boca. We weren't actually going to move. We were going to stay in Boca and have the Fort Lauderdale store, but it only took two weeks of actually trying to run a retail store in Fort Lauderdale from Boca <coughs> that we were like, we and your appendectomy sub sub. And note. yeah, I mean, my appendix almost bursting before that. And then the hurricane happened. That was all like September of 2017. His car, bro- we had two cars and his car broke it was down. A cluster. Yeah. And it so really we ended up going to one car. Wait, things are supposed to happen in threes. That was like did five you, or that, six. That did, you want, did you guys, um, uh, did you want to hang it up that year? Did you ever want to quit? That was the only, and I will say this, that was the first year I ever thought like divorce was actually going to happen. What? Yeah. No, it was truly, it was like, and that's not something he and I take lightly at all, you know, but it was the first year that I was like, can't do. we had this fight, this one particular fight, and this came out in counseling, but it was this one particular fight. 2017 to be exact. Where it was like, I remember walking from the apartment to the coffee shop, which was just a block away. So imagine, I mean, you're starting a business and your home is just a block away. So when you're starting a business, it's all in anyway. But when your home is a block away, it's kind of just all your business anyway. Yeah. You know, it's just There's kind of no like, separation. oh, yeah. No, it's like I'm home to eat breakfast, but the rest of my life is Wells Coffee. And so it's just Wells Coffee apartment, you know, and that never felt fully like settled. But yeah, I mean, it was one particular day that we had a fight. And it, it was the one time that I remember in that year just being like, Oh my God, like this is what it feels like to, to end things. Like we just cannot keep going. And I was walking to the shop cause he had left the apartment in, in anger, like so frustrated to the shop, which is just a block away. His mom was in town. So I was like, Hey, I'm gonna like, so she, Brand, he didn't even have enough time to cool off. <laughs> so yeah, like two, this was Mama Bibi's daughter. Yeah. So she's the, in the house daughter. and I'm like, I need you to stay with the girls. I'm going to go see Brandon. Like, 
I got to talk to him about this. And on my walk to the coffee shop, which wasn't far, but I was like, okay, this must be what it feels like when things are about to just kind of unravel implode. And I went in there and we ended up talking it through. And I, I just think you have to just, it's just, it is not all there is. I mean, Wells coffee, we love it. It is our business. It is our livelihood. But at the end of the day, um, he is more important to me and my girls are more important to me than this business. And, and I believe he would say the same. I mean, there were times I when I was you. like, no, no I'm crying. So no, I mean, but Thanks. there were times when I was like, I literally was like, do you even give a shit about us? you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, is it just Wells coffee or is it just the business? And, and I mean, those were those moments where it was like, Holy crap. Like, wait a second, because you guys know when you go into business, when you're an entrepreneur, it is all in. But I, I really just believe that you give it what you can, but you cannot, don't conform to the world's like oh God, pressures. Yes. And it you takes, know? it takes compassion. It takes stepping back, married to a serial entrepreneur, knowing that like I would never question his love, but knowing that there are times where he makes decisions that I may not at first agree with mm-hmm. that. You're not putting me or the family or whatever first, but then having that compassion enough to step back and go, well, wait a minute, he's not me and this is not my head. And this is not so working through that, like, and always having those open lines of communication, I'm sure for you guys has, has made like a world of difference as well. Well, one of, I mean, one of the things that for us, and, and I'm, I feel like I'm talking too much. It's because you're I know. good at talking. But no, one of the things <laughs> with even, even with our therapy, I feel like one of the things that came out for me was that I had to realize that the way that Brandon was showing me love was by investing in this by company. By his commitment, And yes. so that I was something that for that. me, I felt like you care about the company more. Or you're not giving, you know, you're, it's the company, the company. And it, it came down to this weekend therapy session where it was just like, no, 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 that Brandon wants to, he loves you and he loves the girls and he wants to support you and he wants you to have a future. And that's why he does this. I absolutely love that you said that because I think that's going to resonate with a lot of people. And I think that like it hit home with me. I mean, we've had, when we've gotten, when we've had our moments and we've kind of had recently had a kind of, not a breakdown, but we had like a, a meltdown. Like we're like, I'm four years old. It probably, it was probably pretty close. Listen, yeah. we, adult ten, temper tantrums are real. Um, but, real but, but real. I, I honestly think I said that and, and you hear it a lot and you hear it with, without integrity. And I think like in that moment, I was, I'm always thinking the same thing. I'm like, I'm doing this for us. So we don't have to do that. Right. I don't want to be like other couples that don't ever talk to each other. They pass in the night, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, you whatever, you, there's, there's a million things we could go into in terms of relationship wise, but like it was a breakdown where I think I was probably like crying and, you know, I was just like, this is for us like this, every, like these meetings, but at the same time in that same moment was like, all right, I need to also pull this back a little bit and make sure that I'm showing it in other ways as well. Right. You know, I need to go, you know what? Like I'm hanging it up at five o'clock every Thursday and we're going to go to dinner together. And I think that's the quintessential difference between couples in business that make it and couples in business that don't, mm. because it it's like, you have to be able to, 
if you can't put yourself in, in your partner's shoes and that's okay that you can't, you have to at least be able to step back to understand that you don't necessarily know everything and you don't get everything. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you, you have to say, okay, I'm feeling this way. I'm going to communicate it, but I'm also going to have the compassion to say, maybe I can't understand where you're coming from and it's okay. Yep. Because unfortunately a lot of couples can't um, go through that process. And I think that's why they struggle starting business together. So I, I, I just, but I have to say, thank you for sharing that with us because yeah, I huge. think that's huge and people need to hear that and need to hear like it's normal. hundred mm-hmm. percent normal. So, and, and you, I think you said it earlier, Nicole, you, it's like, you don't want to conform but people need to realize that like the way people used to run their life, mm-hmm. you know, like you did go to school, and you did get a job and you did get married when you were in high school and you did like, these are things you were supposed to do. Right. Right. It was the unwritten rule. That's how, that's how life was. This is what American life is. You, you, you're, you're, we're bred to work. Mm -hmm. And then as we break those stereotypes, it's so important to find other people like you guys that like, we're like, you know what? Screw that. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be that way. And like for us, look, money's important. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're talking about growing your wholesale component of your business now. Like that's because you want to, you want to make more money mm-hmm. because you want to provide for your family and your, your staff. Like I want more jobs. I want them to get paid more. I want, so like all of those things are going through your mind when you have this business. But like at the end of the day, I'd be okay paying my bills, knowing my bills are paid for. And I know that's very like, you know, there's people laughing at me right now saying this, like, but that's just not me. I, it's not her. It's not us. You know, we love the drive, the passion, the the challenge, you know, we love all of that. The creativity. But now it's like, all right, cool. Like let's, let's tinker with the toy now. Mm-hmm. We have this business. It's, it needs to be calibrated. What's next for us. How can we grow this business and how can we make it more successful? So I, I want to, we've been talking for a while, but I want to kind of roll back just a little bit. So you, you burn your house down practically with your, with your coffee maker, you're giving out coffee for Christmas. You open up a co-op, basically. A co- your, your first brick and mortar was a co-op with The Seed here in Boca Raton. A lot of people know the, the, the girls from The Seed. Um, great people. Everyone knows them. So it, it was a really unique relationship because at the end of the day, this is a business they wanted to open. Mm-hmm. They were going to have to pay someone for coffee. Mm-hmm. You wanted to start your coffee business. And you're like, hey, how great would it be if I could roast coffee as a part of the, the growth of your thing, because it's going to make you guys look like your rock stars as well. Like, to ha- how cool is to have a roaster in the front of your coffee shop? You it know, really, it really was beautiful. I do miss it. So, so and listen, <laughs> listen, and they're still there, and they're they're a big part of the community. And I certainly want to take away from no, them. No, the roaster being in the in the window. yeah. So, so you and I love it because you were like, we're a coffee company. You know, and, and I'm going to flat out say, like, I didn't, you didn't do this. And I'm speaking for you. And please throw a tequila shot at me or in me, whatever. Um, you probably at some point were like, all right, this worked out for now. But I'm a, I started a coffee company. We started Wells Coffee. We didn't start the roaster in front of the seed. Mm-hmm. And you had to take that next step. Yeah. And that's when you moved to Fort Lauderdale. You opened up the space. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and I think so, so, you know, from a business standpoint, like that had to be scary. You talked a little bit about that. Like what, like financially, how did you plan for that jump? I don't think we planned for it. 
thank God you're, I'm not the only person. That you know, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 in, right? yeah. I would love to have a spreadsheet to show you guys right now that, that like demonstrate. Here is our five-year financial plan in 2016. I have, uh, by the way, I have plenty of those. Yeah. I, I do them all the time. I have yeah. got, I've got some great financial plans. I'm sure. pretty sure we still have an eco resort in Costa Rica that's supposed to be yeah. open. On no, the- I, I got to give a shout out. That sounds amazing. I got to give a shout out to, to Tony, who's like been a huge help for me putting those types of models together. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, I look at it and I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. See you later. Totally. And then you're just off the races. I, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I think love, it's going to work. I love spreadsheets. I do too. I really do. I mean, like it's a, it's a beautiful thing to be able to see how things play out over the course of year two, year three, mm-hmm. you know, year five. You mean but, to guess but how then, they're going to play. But then there's a pandemic. <laughs> but then there's and a, it all goes yeah, to COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, let's not forget I mean, that. honestly, it, it, really, it really comes down to what she said earlier, which is like, what is the soul of this business? What's what keeps this thing alive? And I think for me, when I think about Wells Coffee Company, I can't get past the fact that like we have an experience that we're trying to provide around the coffees that we roast and we can't detract from that at all. At the end of the day, you know what what people are enjoying around the coffees that we love is the difference between us, Wells Coffee Company, and the next guy or the next girl or the next person. So how do you see that translating into wholesale since that's like kind of your current step? Which is a great question because it's a tension for sure. Because how, how do you sell a product? How do you sell an experience around a product? And I think we've struggled through that. Like, are we a retail? Are we a wholesale? Are we a company that roasts coffee for other people to have an experience? Or are we uh, a company that just roasts beans for the next guy? And I think for, for me, I'm not dissatisfied when somebody has a great experience around our coffees at the end of the day. Like, like if there's a wholesale company that like provides our coffee for their consumer and they love it. That's a win. That's, that's a hundred percent a win. So I don't feel like we feel like the wholesale side of our business is like a loss or like a, like a concession to the dream. The dream still is, Hey, go out and drink Wells coffee and enjoy it to the fullest. But are you going to be discriminatory, but, amongst those who want to sell your coffee because you have like a purpose behind it. It's more than just, I think, I think, yeah. I mean, I think naturally, I mean, just given the fact that it's specialty grade coffee. So the fact that we have the only coffee that we source is, is specialty grade. So when I don't, what was the year that I went to get my Q grader license? 15, 16. I was called 2017, drink another shot. It would have been 2016. So basically, so we started in 2015. He had gone to Mill Valley, California. He had done his boot coffee thing um, and come back, just transformed. Like this is the deal. This is what we're going to do. And that's when we got our first roaster. And that's when we started with the seed. We did our Kickstarter in 2015. Well, it wasn't shortly after that, that I was kind of like, where do I fit in? Like I, I helped him get this started. Like I've been the support person for him as his partner, but I also want to feel like 
you know, I want to do this. Like this is, there's joy in this for me. You want a purpose for waking up every morning and yeah. Like, I mean, I want to help you achieve your dreams because I love you, but I also, I know that I can't exist without feeling like I have purpose too and meaning to all of this. So anyways, that's what led me to, he had had an instructor in boot coffee when he was in Mill Valley, Jody Weiser, who had um, taught him about about green coffee. Well, I ended up somehow connecting with um, her and she was doing a Q grader training, which is kind of the sommelier of coffee. So I think any wine sommelier is going to be like, whatever, dude, that is not like at all, like what we go through, which is very, probably very true. So I don't want to equate it to what a sommelier has to go through to get their certification. I think it's exactly what they have to go through. I don't know. 28 So I had to take 26 exams. I think, I think anybody that has to go through anything to hone on their craft deserves the same amount of respect. And if a sommelier, thank you, Vaughn. If if a sommelier has an issue with it, it, pretty much stereotypical sommelier. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Sorry. So, so I basically went to get my Step coffee down. sommelier, you know, uh, you know, certification. I don't real. I mean, it kind of feels like a blur to me, but it was in the fall, I think of 2016 where I was, I told Brandon, I was like, listen, Jody's doing this Q grader training, which is a licensing for specialty coffee grading where I could take the green coffee from other farms, whatever farms were out there. So a lot of times a farmer is just not going to have the money Mm -hmm. to get the organic certification, right? Certification. So people will be like, yeah. So people will be like, Oh, is it organic? And I want to be like, yeah, it is. But in order for them to get certified, they would, they have to you know, spend a fortune spend so yep. much money, and they don't have that money, yep. but it is organic. Mm-hmm. They are not using any chemicals. You know, they're growing it. I mean, they're working so freaking hard on yep. these farms. So we went out actually, I think it was 2015. This was before I got my Q grader license. We had gone out to Columbia and had visited coffee farms. And that was, I think when both of us, that was again, a kind of an aha moment, like, okay, this is, we love this. Like we love what's happening here in the specialty department. Like there are, there are farmers out there who are dedicated to creating the, the, the most quality coffee that you can buy. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not a joke. Like you're not, when you go to your local coffee company, Wells coffee company, wherever, I mean, if they're carrying specialty grade coffee and it feels expensive, it is because it's expensive, but we are paying for them to be able to possibly have a school there for their farms. I love it. Um, and that's what we're committed to. So when I went to get my Q grader training, I was like, okay, I just want to know more about coffee. That was kind of where I was. I want to know if this is something that's for me, if this is, if I can find my place in it. Well, I went out to Portland, Oregon in the fall of 2016. It was so weird because I had never been like, I'm never like, peace out family. I'm going to go out for a week and fly out somewhere. I'm just not like that. I'm, you know, so I think, you know, I was like, you're going to be with the girls. You got this, you can do this. I've got to go for a week and take these tests and do this training. So I went out to Portland and I took these tests and I was one of the ones that, um, graduated or whatever. And I got my license as a Q grader, which is 26 tests that you take about flavor and aroma. You're, I mean, it's an intense week. It's impressive. 
It's intense. Thank you, Vaughn. Um, it's intensive. It's very, it's, uh, I loved it because I love the education of it. I loved my teacher. Like I was like, Oh, this Brandon, this is what I want to do. Like, I don't like the retail, whatever. Like, I just want to teach people about green coffee and, and grading green coffee and like being able to look at it and, and, you know, know what's like defective about it. And then, I mean, I like ate it up. Mm -hmm. I loved it. And so when I came back, I was just like, this is the, the educational side was my side. I loved it. The QT side, all of that. They really are mirroring us. I know. Yeah. What? Are we? Oh yeah. my God, we're married am, today. Am I you Podcast or you, am I four. you? No, 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 because I'm, no, I'm, I'm an educator. I'm, yeah. I'm like the one That's who wants right, to teach. Right, you guys are married. You guys are the married. business. We're like, I got so, you, buddy. I got you. But like, <laughs> what happened was when I got back, I mean, the reality, this is reality. This yep. is just, this is the real life, is I got back and I have three kids. And it's not, I mean, as much as I wanted to be like, oh my God, I'm going to be tasting the coffees and I'm going to be making sure that every green coffee that comes through our doors is going to be like, you know. The world is your oyster. Yeah. Like it, we're going to roast the it on the sample roaster. Bean. I'm going to be like cupping it. I'm going to, I mean, I, we bought, we bought a cupping table. Cause I was like, this, these are the specifications. This yep. is exactly what it's Love supposed it. to be like. And this I'm awesome. all about it. Familiar? Yes. Like I'm like <laughs> all about it. And then I'm like, oh. I have three kids that I'm homeschooling. Oh, now. wait a minute. Wait, I have to do stuff yes. with them and I don't have. Is this yeah. the sad, is this the sad trombone or the. This was just like freaking reality. Right. Yep. Like, so I'm just like, okay, so we're in this and we have Wells coffee company. This is what I'd really love to do, but then it just doesn't feel like the right time. Mm -hmm. And I still feel like that's coming. I feel like. My education wasn't wasted. I don't feel like my time with Jody was wasted. It was it was so special. Um, insert just, late bloomers. Insert late bloomers. Like so, we're all I don't like be okay. that late bloomers. I think it's the perfect time. Like well, I have was, a problem. It sounds okay. like it's okay. Maybe the title. <laughs> no, but no, but it sounds like that was the whole premise of the book. Yeah, yeah. I, I it guess. is the but, premise. But in or, in, in order to get someone to buy it, they have to like speak culture, to them. It's late yeah. bloomers, but not necessarily. Yeah, okay. No, so, I get it. I, I totally get what you're saying, but I think you're right too. I think that people, I think his whole, I mean, he goes into SAT scoring and where the SAT came from and like why we're like evaluating IQ and that, that there was a time in history when they were doing that because they were actually going to wipe out, you know, a certain. I got to read know. this book. Let, let, let me, so let me just, like let me just in, interject at this <laughs> point and say, it. it's okay for Nicole to be a late bloomer. I got to bloom now. Yeah. I got to <laughs> bloom right now. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm he saying? He needed gotcha. to bloom like 15 years ago. He's like always. I'm blooming that, that, right that as the, we speak. The tension in our relationship with our company has always been me feeling like I can't keep up. Like he's got, he has so many ideas every week like so many things and at the same time there's just this reality like this is our life and this these are the bills we have to pay and this is this is our you know this is what we do and so let's take all your 20 ideas like which one of them you know can we kind of follow through with and which one can we do but I think it's a really great balance I feel like you know personality wise and and I I will insert here the Enneagram, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. If you want to know so yourself, <laughs> if you want to know yourself, 
You should take the Enneagram. I mean, I think I'm going to text today, you later, like yeah. tonight, and be like, this was mine. Yeah. No, I want to know your number. Really? I mean, you... Are- I'll tell you that I'm taking the test tonight in about no, th- three yeah, months. Fine. I'll text yeah. you that I'm a third of the way through. <laughs> yeah. So how's Almost, that well, of class? No, so it? basically, I mean, it's numbers. It's kind of like... Looks like they made $500. It's a, like a one through nine. Like you're either a one or a two or a three or whatever. I'm a four and he's a one. And in, in some, yeah, well, whatever. Nobody knows what that means. He's a perfectionist, but, um, crazy person for, (laughs) but I think like, um, I think that it it just helps when you really know yourself. It helps you in your relationship with each other. It helps, you know, like we don't do enough retrospection. I think it's important. And it's what I've actually given my life to over the last like couple of years. But I think what's exciting is that. I get excited with him just like, okay, this is where we're at now. We need to be okay. Let's stay in our lane. Like, this is what we tell each other. Like, stay in our lane. Let's just take this one day at a time. Because, I mean, our email inbox is like, holy crap. You know, we want to pay our employees more. There's so much we want to do. And we just kind of have to be like, let's take it one day at a time. And and we just, you know, hope that I, it wh- will I've got out. two. I've got two questions. Um both about the business itself. One is at, I've heard multiple times, obviously like when you did the Q grade school at, you know, I, I know you well enough and I know the story. So when did social responsibility become like, who cares? Like there's people farming conventional stuff and they spray mm-hmm. it with pesticides and they don't pay them a fair wage. Well, why can't you just go get cheap beans from them? Or, or mm-hmm. you know, like what, why is that important to you to work to, to work within those, that kind of mindset where s- being socially responsible and ethical is so important to a business like coffee. Mm. Where well, f- as an Enneagram one, <laughs> it's my like obligation in some ways to be, to have some measure of integrity in how we approach our craft. Mm-hmm. And I think when I look at specialty coffee and I think about, there's a guy who's just picking beans off a shrub for a minimum amount of money. And there's a guy who's being incentivized to pick those, to pick the ripe cherries so that people in our third world experience our third world reality Mm -hmm. can enjoy a delicious cup of coffee. I'm going to go with option two over option one. Now I'm not saying option one, that guy doesn't care. And option two, the guy does care. But what I'm saying is I appreciate a a company that incentivizes uh, workers to pick the ripest cherries so that the experience we're having here in our first world reality is exceptional. Otherwise, they have machines that would just come into the farm. Like grapes with wine. Yeah, and just like it's, you know, whatever month and they're just going to kind of sweep over the farm and whether it's ripe or not, they're just taking all of the coffee cherries off and they're not necessarily ripe. They're not necessarily ready as opposed to the hand picking and the hand picking. I mean, I think Columbia, when we visited the farms, that was like a real eye opener for us. And, um, you know, Marcella Bodoya and her family that they were the ones that kind of introduced us to that whole, um, just kind of lifestyle of just like, these were people who were literally going out and like watching this. I mean, you can only get one pound of coffee from an entire coffee shrub. 
And so when you're looking at these coffee shrubs and how they grow, it's like, that is such a minimal amount of like hand-picked coffee. I mean, right. like the amount of work that goes into it is the so crazy. The amount of space it takes up too. Yeah. So much space. And then the altitude matters and all of those things. And so when people are investing in that, in the farms at that level, you want, you want to support that. You mm -hmm. want, because they care. They're not just kind of just throwing it out there and, and whatever. But um, I think in a country where we're so mechanized and everything is very automated we need that intentionality right like yeah. we need purpose and drive and we need intention and i think that that resonates with so many people too absolutely i like how you presented it in such a way and i think everyone should start doing this it's either option a yeah or option b yeah what Shoot. is the better option blue pill a red pill. <laughs> right. Well, but no, but it's yeah. like, it's, it's so, it's like, Hey, do you want to go, do you guys want to go to dinner tonight? Do you want to go to a, and, and I'm not even going to say a name cause I, I don't know one off the top of my head that I want to throw under the bus right now, but do you want to go with a fast food company who doesn't care about their employees? McDonald's. They, um, True. whatever. Yeah. Uh, McDonald's. Uh, uh, um, or, or like, do you want to go with a company that like, you know, they give back to the community. They, they donate like to local, every charity. Um, yeah. you know, like, listen, subculture, that's why I wanted to get in business with Scott mm -hmm. and Rodney. Mm -hmm. You know, those, those guys were doing it all the time. And when we had pizza fusion, the business was founded on, which is probably why it failed. Um, the business was founded more on being socially responsible, um, to the planet and to people before anything else. Mm -hmm. So we only wanted to work with farms that were, were farming organically um, taking care of their employees. And we tried to adopt a lot of those things where it was, you know, we wanted to give health insurance to the dishwasher and things like that. So for us, it was, and we didn't, I wasn't born that way. I, I didn't, you know, it wasn't like I was some hippie kid that was, was raised that way. It was like one day I was like a or B like, do you want to be that guy or that guy? Mm -hmm. Choose, you know, and it's, it's, it, Yep. So our, our five-year-olds walking up right now, oh, four-year-old. Yes. So my, why do you make Basil. everybody older than they are? Sorry. He's <laughs> four. So, so I, I do want to talk, uh, my second question, when do you know when it's time to, to scale parts of your business? Like, how do you know, like, you know, is it like you break at the seam and it's broken or do you, do you, are you more of a planner? I don't think we are a planner. I mean, I well, think that listen, we, it's I th when you're bootstrapping your business, it's almost yeah. impossible to plan. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. it, yeah. it but you got a dream. Sure. Mm -hmm. And there is a difference. No, you're, no, I mean, you're honestly, right. I think that we do get the dream. We know what we want to be. We know what we desire to present to people. And we're going to kind of make our decisions about who we are based on that future. If, uh, if it's kind of about um, an Excel spreadsheet, we're we're gonna be um, genuinely frustrated. We're not gonna we're not gonna satisfy <laughs> we're not gonna satisfy anyone with our um, spreadsheet prowess. Right. But we are going to say this is who we understand ourselves to be. Mm -hmm. This is who we want to present ourselves to be to the general public, and we're gonna make our decisions based on that future. Do you, do you have, is the angel investor still involved in the business at all? Like, uh, I'm sorry, is, is the financially invested in the business? Um, sometimes it takes 10 years to even think about returning money. I, I get it. No, listen, it's, it's reality. It's, yeah. that's, re it's, it's sometimes, you know, listen, and he's an angel investor. He knows what he's doing and he's mm -hmm. probably lost as much money as he's invested. So mm -hmm. 
but you only, I like the fact that you've decided to do this on your own. You haven't brought in any extra capital. Um, have you thought about it? Cause, yeah. Cause you, yeah. you guys I mean, are we, well established. We started the reason we even moved to Fort Lauderdale is because I ended up getting an SBA loan. So I had pursued that really, really hard getting a small business loan. Okay. Um, we knew we didn't want to partner with anybody, but we knew we couldn't lease a new space in Fort Lauderdale without money, you mm -hmm. know, without capital. And I ended up getting the SBA loan and that was huge. Um, and it's been an incredible loan. Like the SBA has been, I'm, I mean, the bank that we're working with has been great. And the angel investor is still in our lives. Yeah. I mean, he's still like, um, definitely supportive, definitely there. Um, I think that it's just, you know, one of the things I've always said about Brandon that also is really, really great about who he is and what he brings to the company is networking. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think that you have to be a great, you know, you have to care about people and he really does. And I mean, I do too. I think that I, I get in mom mode and I'm like taking care of three kids. And so, especially at their ages, I'm like, as much as I'd love to go to the latte art competition in Miami, I'm like, I can't, like, I've got kids that I'm trying to like cart around or whatever. And I, I'm just not in that season of life and I feel bad about it. Like, but I'm not in that, I'm just not in that season. I'm in the season of like, okay, trying to really, you know, get our company going and whatever. And I've learned to just not care about that anymore. Like whatever, Good if you can you. go to a latte art competition at 10 PM at night in Miami, <laughs> like that's awesome. I can't do that. But I, I think that with him, you know, relationship is really important. Being who you are is really important. And at the end of the day, that's really what matters, you know. And I think for us, it really, truly, and I know we're on a podcast and it can seem like we're just saying this, but we really just want to be able to pay our bills, but we're not trying to like have this extravagant life. And, mm -hmm. and honestly, with what we're doing, I don't think that we ever will. Because like you said, yep. when you're committed to quality and you're committed to specialty farms or, you know, the, you, there is a, there's a formula, there's a formula for businesses that work and you can kind of know what, what works and you can just kind of make your money and go that direction. Or, you know, it's a little bit more heart driven and you're not going to necessarily make the same kind of money, but you, you're just wanting to provide for your family and for your employees. And I think that that's kind of where we land. It's like, We've never been, you know, uh, speaking of the Enneagram, I know I mentioned this like so many times on this podcast, but in the Enneagram, which is a personality test, America is number three. So when you go through an Enneagram personality test, it's based on numbers and America is three, which is success driven, mm -hmm. which is all about achievement and success. And that's what matters. And there's healthy sides to that. And there's unhealthy sides to that. But when they put a country to each kind of personality, it's really interesting. And that America is a three is not surprising to me at all because we're so success driven, you know, and it's all about... But I think there are too many, and I think at our age, we've seen it, there are too many couples, there are too many families that have uh, given up relationship with their kids and with their, you know, as a family for success. So they kind of make it to the goal that they wanted, but then they have no relationship. 
And that's not, I mean, for me, that's just like, that doesn't matter to me. I'd rather have a relationship with Molly and Ava and Claire at the end of the day. I think if, if you pull back the covers though, everybody that's, if they're honest with themselves, that's what matters. Mm -hmm. It's just, we are in this culture and we've been taught that from pushes. a very young mm -hmm. age, you have to get these grades and you have to go to the school and you have to do this and this and this. And we kind of lose our connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I think it, comes back to like even just the soul of the company and what attracts people to Kapow, um, to the Dubliner, like that that sort of nerve center of Boca Raton is like, here is where people abide. Mm -hmm. They live, they relate, they connect. That that That's kind of where we are as a company is like, what is the soul of our company? Like, how do we, how do we enflesh this thing that is who we are? Like, how do we present our values in such a way that it's compelling to people mm -hmm. like yep. like we just want you to like hang out slow down enjoy this cup of coffee by yourself or with someone that's okay both of those are like present. mutually mm -hmm. beneficial experiences so where, what's next for wells coffee like what it, it, it could it doesn't have to be like five-year plan like what like like What's right in front of you guys? What's next for you guys? What are you working on now that you're doing to expand your business? I mean, I would say the biggest challenge always and forever will be being true to who we are as a company, who we who we understand ourselves to be. There's going to be a lot of different um, offerings and potentials. I mean, we, we walk down the road with several investors to the point earlier, like, and one of the things that that, that kind of came to, to be in our, one of our conversations was you, Brandon, value and are, are poised to maximize essence. I am kind of poised to maximize value. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, do those two have to be mutually exclusive mm -hmm. essence and value? Like my, my, my ambition as a business owner is how do we maximize value and essence? Right. How do we make this thing provide for ourselves, our family, our employees, and our community, and at the same time be something that like people want to get a hold of and like connect with and say, "This is where I this is where I drink deeply." I mean, I think like not in, not not to not to not to throw yes. that. <laughs> no, that was like no, but I mean, I definitely I do think we have found a a, a home in Fort Lauderdale. We do love Fort Lauderdale. We love the community. We love how the community has rallied with us. Where are you in Fort Lauderdale? Just, just so everyone listening knows where Wells Coffee in Fort Lauderdale is. 737 Northeast 2nd Avenue, which is like considered Flagler Uptown. Oh. Flagler Village is like a, an area of Fort Lauderdale that's up and coming. We're in the Uptown part of that. Or FU. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Ooh, that's wow. so good. That, that could get some traction. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, if you were coming there. from Boca, I mean, it'd be 95 to sunrise and then East and, and that's how you would get to us. I mean, I, I pointed to him because we're actually kind of at this intersection that is so weird to me. I'm like, we're Northwest East. They're in the South <laughs> and people it's, are like, Oh, okay. That makes a lot of it, sense. I'm it, like, well, in the most, just, in the most I, like uh, specific we terms, are. we are East of Andrews. Yep. South of Sunrise, mm -hmm. is that right? And north of Broward. Yeah. Yeah, that that I used to 
That whole that whole corner, the sunrise. I used to live down there. But that was our our, that set, our second pizza fusion was right yeah. there on the corner. Yeah, of sunrise you guys are right there, Federal and Sunrise. Yeah. So we have to we we're gonna wind this down a bit, but I do have personally. I, I want you to ask a question too. But I, if you were to summarize the start of your business and how your relationship together plays a role in that business, like what is the best bit of advice you could give another couple? entering or starting the same journey if and, and, and you don't have to it can literally be like one thing like what would you tell them I, I mean i would say in like the most basic way nicole is the architect mm-hmm. and i'm the applier maybe it's vice versa <laughs> you're Are the you? visionary and i am the in like um integrator yeah i mean a hundred percent like like i have Which the is- ideas i'm seeing two years down the road i'm in the words of Walt Disney, I don't, you know, I'm interested in what people feel mm-hmm. when they come into our company yep. or come in contact with it. Details. Yes. Like, like Sky. the music is not right. That, that, oh that, that God. is not yeah. the right sound. Is this sound. funny? Right, you guys should just yeah. like go have your own little No, he, he <laughs> has like, it's the like, vibe. Like, like the it's vibe. the vibe. I mean, and that is the best word. Honestly, honestly, it's like, I just want people to feel a certain way when they come into our shop. And I'm thinking about that from today down to two years from now. Nicole's like, can we pay our rent? Well, I mean, yes. And I'm also, I would say to a couple, know yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I would say, do the work of knowing who you are. Like, and I would suggest the Enneagram. I mean, I think that's a great place to start. Be just because it really helps you kind of hone in on like your personality, what, where you go when you're in more of a healthy state where, where you go kind of when you're more unhealthy and it just identifies things in your own heart and in your own life that, that just makes sense and really resonate with you. And I I think it's really important to kind of know who you are and that's helped us because it's like, okay, this is, this is where I go when I'm angry or when I'm frustrated and that's just going to happen. I mean, you're going to feel every emotion every emotion when you go into partnership with each other. I mean, you like to me, it is like a deep dive into like, like, did you really want to be together? You know, because <laughs> we are going to test like, your marriage. Yeah, right no, really. Like, I mean, okay, you guys chose to be together. Well, now you're going to be entrepreneurs and you're going to go into business. You're just really going to get to know each other even more. And honestly, on the outside, I, like, kind of going into it, you're just like, that is honestly, I think that's the best gift you can give to each other. You know, if you stay kind of committed to it, you know, when you do have kids, when your kids see that and they see you struggling and you're honest about it, I mean, I just think it's all beautiful. I mean, I'm sure our three girls will need counseling, but you know. <laughs> it's a beautiful you, listen, mess, So how do you guys, uh, you know, do you guys make time? With them or with no, each other? Well, I guess both. You have to do both. Like, how do you, how do you, like, do you, like, how do you make time for the two of you? Because we, we always say how important it is, as important as our son is, he's the most important thing in the world to both of us. Like, but we're both, we both say to each other, like, we're important. We come first. Yeah. We always come first because if you, again, if you can't set that role model, how yeah. do you expect a child to understand how to manage this world if they don't have an example to live by? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I mean, for us, it's kind of been like really, really pushing hard for four days in the week, like uh, Tuesday through Friday for us is like, just go, go. Like it is nonstop from the early morning, early morning hours till the end, we are pushing, pushing, pushing. And then we kind of say by like Saturday afternoons, and this is just because of our own schedule, but I definitely think that you have to set aside 24 hours, wherever it works into your schedule. Right. You have to say, these are 24 hours that, you know, the team knows we're offline, you know, like unless it's an emergency, you're not contacting us. You're not, you guys can handle this. And I mean, those, again, those first two years, that's not how it is. I mean, those first two years when you're first few years, when you're kind of just hiring people and they're just getting to know it. I mean, bottom line is you're called 24 seven, you know, it is hard. I don't really know how to speak to that. I mean, again, 2017, we have no idea. (laughs) Like we kind of just were like, thank God we made it through that year. But I mean, I do think at the, on the other side of it, we've been like, all right, now we have this in place. You have to learn how to, and I got this from a book called traction. You have to learn how to delegate and elevate. You have to learn how as business owners, okay, I've been doing this long enough and there's all this that I need to give myself to. This person can handle this. I'm going to, you know, I need to give myself to this. So you have to really kind of learn how to do that. Um, but yeah, make time for yourself. I think you have to kind of carve out those 24 hours. Just like, okay, two o'clock on Saturday around that time we're done. And we have dinner Saturday night. It's either together. It might be with people, whatever. And then Sunday it's chill. You know, I'm not working on anything And then by Sunday night, we're trying to have dinner with our girls to lead into the week. And Mondays, we've really, I mean, for our schedule, we've really tried to set that as like a reset kind of planning time. Like this is what the week is going to go like because Tuesday to Friday, we are like hit the, sorry, hit the ground (laughs) running. Like just we're working so hard. and. That's what works for us, but I definitely think you have to be committed to that. I mean, there's no question that I don't feel like I'm my best self unless I'm rested. Mm -hmm. And so if I don't have that 24 hours, I'm like, I'm just, you know, I'm shooting blanks. I mean, I really am. I'm just not feeling like I'm firing on all cylinders. And so I think her commitment to like, let's make sure that for 24 hours, no one can climb the walls. Mm-hmm. No one can get in like we're we're going to really just take the time that we need to reset and just and like and and even rest like that's OK as an entrepreneur. You can rest like what? That's mm-hmm. not OK as an entrepreneur. You hustle, hustle, hustle. And honestly, drink deeply is an anti hustle sentiment. Absolutely. Without question. Like for me, I'm like, you will not hustle till you die. You know, I mean, this rust out instead of burnout kind of thing is not a, is not really where I'm headed. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, you know, I'm going to flourish when I'm rested and able to give my best to the people that I'm uh, attempting to serve and show the best hospitality possible. Holy shit. Good stuff. I could talk forever to these guys. I know. I know. You guys are amazing. What's funny is we've actually, this is, this is obviously we've only done four episodes. This is the longest one we've done. 
and we spoke an hour oh, nope. before this <laughs> with, without yeah. hitting the record button. Oh, we need um, to hang out. <laughs> no, for sure. And I yeah. think that's the best thing. The, hey, the, my dinner idea. The best takeaway. I love it. it. You have a dinner idea? Yeah, I'll tell you about oh it offline. Oh, my Lord, I love it. <laughs> so in closing, Angela, do you have anything that you want to throw into this whole mix here? I don't. Um, I think you guys... What are like some of your takeaways? I think you guys nailed it with like... There's a couple of really... Gr- just thank you for your rawness first off, because I think that's important. We tend to idolize people. We tend to have this perception of what we think the business world really encompasses and what it means to be an entrepreneur. I know I did even married to one before I ever felt like I was part of this world. Um, and so it's so amazing to speak to people who are like, no, it's shitty and it's tough and you seek help wherever you can and you take time for you. Um, Again, I think the culture is changing in this country and it definitely has to change because as a country, we are burning ourselves out. Mm -hmm. So it's great to see people who are up and coming and successful and doing it and happy doing it and saying, no, I break away. I'm not committed 24 seven. Yeah, there's a hustle there, but there's also space Mm -hmm. because if you can't create that space, how can you invite creativity into your life to be able to keep growing? So I think it's beautiful, all the, the nuggets that you guys so have shared good. with us. Well, listen, guys, we really appreciate you uh, being our first power couple. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, I'm a powerless I, I, couple. No, we I, are the I, first powerless <laughs> couple. <laughs> hey, you know. Uh, and the 2017 shots tequila. Oh. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So good. If 2017 wow. was good for you, I'm so happy Donna's, for you. Dana's. Because I was in the fetal position. And, and for all of those of you who are thriving through 2020 and making it work, God bless and keep doing oh, it. Oh, man. Keep going. So uh, with that said, we want to thank you for coming out. Don't forget, check out uh, our friends, uh, Brandon Nicole from Wells Coffee, wellscoffee.com. Mm-hmm. Wells, Wells Coffees. Coffees with an S. Coffees. Wells Coffees. Dot com. Dot com. Check them out. Badass Instagram, Instagram account because it just is awesome. And Brandon does the whole thing. I was, so, I was all right, dying that's, to listen, ask you Listen, I'm, I'm going to have him he back. He does the whole thing. So listen, invitation. You're going to be my second guest on my podcast, which is called Pull Up, Pull Up Your, Your Socks. Socks. Totally because the that. fact that you bootstrap everything down to your Instagram account and it looks like you have an agency. Hmm. So it how does. do you it do it? We'll talk about that on another podcast though, because I it's Angela's been talking about it for two days. So just, we'll just go out. Yeah. So let's do that. We're going to do the dinner yeah. idea. But with that said, guys, thanks for listening. Episode four, Duke and Dan podcast. Peace out.